0: Well, folks, G. Adibshit, Augustus Jerry Adams and Shaw, Arish. August Arish, Tam A. Exwin of Fuatso, Gul Shiv Shikoliar, Gohan Moy. So, just reflecting on the way some politicians rarely, if ever, see the irony in the words that they use. I mean, take Boris Johnson. He's currently using the dispute between Ukraine and Russia to distract attention from the Downing Street Party gate scandal. And as more and more voices within his own party are questioning his leadership credentials, Johnson is busy presenting himself as a leader on the world stage, standing up for the rights of others. And thus, we hear, this is Boris, Mr Johnson, we won't accept the world in which a powerful neighbour can bully or attack their neighbours. All people have the right to live safely and choose who governs them. Now, in a short period in which the two police ombudsmen's reports expressed the extent and depth of British state collusion with Loyalist death squads and the families of human rights lawyer Pat Finucane and Sinn fein councillor John Davy marked the anniversaries of their murder through collusion, Johnson's remarks carry a strong whiff of hypocrisy. British policy towards Ireland is the very definition of a powerful neighbour who bullies and attacks its neighbour. Johnson is an English nationalist, among other things, He leads a party and a government that proudly defends Britain's imperial past, including the invasion and occupation of countless small nations and the murder and subjugation of millions of people. This is the same state which used bogus claims of weapons of mass destruction to invade Iraq and which is currently selling billions in weapons and bombs in Saudi Arabia. The result of these arms sales has been described by the UN and others as significantly contributing to the worst international humanitarian crisis in decades. And most recently the British government rejected an Amnesty International report which accused the Israeli government of running an apartheid state and oppressing the Palestinian people. So what are these actions except the actions of a bully? and the neighbour supporting other bullies to attack their neighbour. But being a bully is about more than having a contemptible and aggressive attitude. The British government's jambolic Brexit policy shows that this doesn't just present itself in terms of foreign policy, because the Brexit policy of Mr Johnson's also causing enormous hardship to people in his own place. The COVID policy pursued by Downing Street has seen billions of pounds siphoned off through corruption to friends and associates. And it's predicted that by the summer, almost five million people, including two million children, will be suffering serious food insecurity. And for these citizens, that means smaller meals are skipping meals entirely. Being hungry, but not eating because you can't afford food or get access to food. Or not eating for a full day because you can't afford to. For many, it's about eating or eating. Isn't that also being a bully? This is the political establishment that the unionist leaders have consistently allied themselves to and whose economic, social and foreign policies they support. Even as Johnson stabs them in the back and sometimes he stabs him in the chest over Brexit, even as he's exposed as a serial liar and breaks his commitments to them again and again and again, the DUP still support him. Three weeks ago, a smiling Jeffrey Donaldson left Downing Street, another deal done. The next week, the double jobbing scam to allow him to stand for the assembly election while remaining an MP was scrapped by Johnson. Well, unionism, ever wake up to the reality that no British government is concerned for them. It's concerned only about its own self-interest. There is no friendship. There's only self-interest. And hopefully some unionists see this. Hopefully they're seeing beyond the short-sightedness of the DUP and others. This is a time of transition, but it's a dangerous time. Challenging those who think it's all right to bully and bluster and treat others as inferior is always dangerous. But as we know, the only way to defeat a bully is to stand up to him. So let's continue to do that. Together, when Mr Johnson is only a bad memory, we'll still be here. He's the past. We're the future. News on the electoral fund includes the the fact that the Assembly election in the North is now scheduled for May the 5th. And that's the date that Republicans mark each year as the anniversary of the death on hunger strike of Bobby Sands. The importance of this election cannot be overstated. The DUP and the UUP refuse to state whether they will accept a Sinn Féin First Minister. hundred years after partition, in almost a quarter of a century since the Good Friday Agreement, unionist leaders continue to treat nationalists as second-class citizens. Whether it's in their opposition to Irish language legislation or to a Sinn Féin First Minister, unionist leaders still believe they can deny nationalists our basic human rights. And that's not on. Never was. But it used to work. Doesn't work any longer. Those days are over. They're gone. They're done with. The sectarian bullying of the past has to be consigned to the past. And however hard some elements try to stir up sectarian tensions, attacking academics or lawyers or other professionals on the sole basis that they are Catholic or nationalist or non-unionist. The day of inequality and second-class citizenship is finished. The assembly election provides a once in a generation opportunity to transform and fundamentally change the direction of travel. Constitutional change is now on top of the political agenda, certainly in terms of the popular debate. A united Ireland that's on the horizon and that is achievable, but only if we collectively apply ourselves. It won't happen inevitably. I've never bought into this notion. If it was going to be inevitable, I would go and get a a life. But it's too late to stop now. And it's important that this opportunity is grasped. So all of us can be change makers, but only, and here's what this little piece is about, only if you're registered to vote. When the referendum on unity comes, if you're not registered to vote, you won't have a say on it. When the election comes, if you're not registered to vote, you won't have a say in that either. So I appeal especially to young people who are either not registered or who are not inclined to vote, you can make a real difference. So you have until April the 14th to register to vote. Go onto the website, register to vote or go to into any political party or even advice center, community center, and they will help you to get registered to vote. Sometimes you have to use a four letter word, vote. Finally, and it seems to be just too often, friends are dying and I'll return to this at some point. Other point, but our good friend Murrah McCrory, stalwart on women's rights, working class woman, pitched herself into the battle for the rights of the women in Armagh and the men in the hits blocks. was a founder member of the RAC, helped to create the Falls Women's Centre, was out ahead of everybody else at our time and struggle on all of these essential issues and particularly on the issues of women's entitlements as human beings. So Maura has passed and that's a great blow to her family of course and to her friends and to the community that she was such a proud member of. And last week we also buried our friend and comrade Anne-Marie McCarthy, Anne-Marie McWilliams as I always knew her. And she died in hospital on February the 7th after a short illness. And on a still Friday morning, some days after her death, Amory was brought into Bella where local Republicans paid their final respects to a woman, that Aisling O'Reilly, who was acting as Vanity, aptly described, as a beautiful woman with a beautiful soul. And it was a wonderful, sad, bittersweet ceremony conducted entirely by women comrades. And in one wonderful gesture of solidarity and comradeship, the honor guard of women comrades surrounding the coffin held hands as a minute's silence was held. Amory was born on the Shore Road in North Belfast in November 1955. She was the only girl among ten brothers, and at the age of eleven, she and her family moved to a new house in the Rock Estate in West Belfast. And there, she met on the first day there when she was going to the shop. She met another young girl called Amory Pettigrew. And she actually asked Anne where the shop was, and they struck up a relationship which only ended with Anne Marie's death as an IRA volunteer some years later. Marie Gavigan gave the oration, and Marie is a lifelong friend and a comrade of Anne And she said Anne Marie began her Republican activism in the coming of the Mon, sorry, in the coming the Galini, before joining the Commonwealth and then to her in the IRA. And she went through the prison system, never faltering, never wavering, an undauntable and unbreakable spirit. She was interned for 19 months in Armagh jail and on her release returned to active service. She had a steady determination despite the beating she took from the British Army. Her 16-year-old brother Jason was shot and killed in disputed circumstances by the British Army in August 1977. Her husband Tony McCarthy was shot and killed in March 1987. anne was left a single parent, a single mother, with four boys. And despite all these tragedies, she still had that big warm smile. She continued to work on behalf of the political prisoners. And for their families. She was in Green Cross, and most recently, she worked in a voluntary capacity in an Ashok, the Green Cross shop on the Falls Road. And that's where I last uh, saw her. And I have the honour and the great privilege of knowing Amory for almost 50 years. And she was always kind. She was a loving mother, grandmother, a great grandmother, and a dedicated friend. And I want to extend from Colette and from myself our deepest condolences on her loss to her loving partner Bobby, her sons Tony, Colin to Thomas and Christor, to all her grandchildren and to her brothers Fra, Pat, Martin, Peter, Joseph and Tambo. And when we assembled outside Corpus Christi after the Mass, Corpus Christi Church in West Rock Drive and the Spring Hill Estate. A song, The Flag of Nafena, by Proncius Magart, another old friend of mine, was played over the loudspeakers. And it was a bright, sharp, sunny morning. And Prontys sang, as he always does, beautifully. So, in honour of Anne Marie and of Mora and of all of our friends, and thinking also of Prunches, we'll end up this week with the flag of Nafina. Slan live. Good day, Shivsha Slan. I a green hell.
1: Fly. Like often a in the silence, the scouts sing to go to an afro. Night cheats are creeping. Soon, the slew will be sleeping in the town, is close by where the campfires fires are. Closed. Royal me is away. A silent slumber And the youth of today Will inspire the scene Hard to their triumph Oh, what a triumph As they march In the columns of green, scouts of the field advance all the nation. May Joy and delay may God give you strength for to love him and Ireland and when the day comes give you call.